the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. When you think about what led to the rise of Hitler and the Nazis or the Soviet Union and Stalin or Mao in China, it's easy to look back and wonder how did people fall in line? How did this all happen? It's kind of like we were talking about yesterday with the uh, the Netflix show, The Push. How do you get somebody to murder a, a, a innocent person in cold blood in 90 minutes? You have to start small. There's no way any of this could happen today. It's happening in South Africa. What's going on currently in South Africa mirrors the rise of every fascistic or Marxist totalitarian in the last 100 years to the letter. Last week, the South African parliament voted to confiscate land from the white farmers without compensation. The time for reconciliation is over. White farmers are about to have their property force, forcefully seized by government, rapidly headed towards racism, bigotry, and a race war. What is happening in South Africa should chill every person on earth to the bone. Much like the violent and anti-Semitic rhetoric from the German Workers' Party back in the early 20s, no one in South Africa over the past decade took the issue of land redistribution from white people seriously. And then a man named Julius Malma began proposing it around 2011. But back then, he was just a thug. People thought he was just a, he was just a racist thug. In, th- in 2010, he was kicked out of his political party. He was indicted in, in court for inciting violence towards white people. One particular political rally he attended, he led the masses gathered in the streets in a song called Kill the White Man. He spent some time in jail to cool off, except he formulated a kind of a manifesto while he was in jail. Gee, I wonder if that's ever happened before. (laughs) He took all of this and created his own political party called the Economic Freedom Fighters. Now, he's a Marxist. It's a Leninist Marxist group that advocates black nationalism. Nationalism is fine. You might think there is no way something like this could go mainstream. It is now the third largest political party in South Africa. Their political uh, 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 pull has grown so much that they were able to convince the entire parliament that we, quote, have to do something. And they did. They did that something that every one of them scoffed at just seven years ago. They're going down the road of Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe said, well, if the white settlers came here a couple hundred years ago and they just took the land from the black people, then we have the right to do that as well. Now, let's see how it worked out quickly for Zimbabwe. In 1997, before the seizures began, Zimbabwe's economy was one of the strongest in Africa. It was the breadbasket of Africa. Today, after the bloodshed, the horror, and the theft, 
it now relies on the international community for food for one quarter of the population. Zimbabwe consistently now has unemployment rates over 90%. The Zimbabwean government is considered to is considering retroactively compensating the white farmers with $11 billion. Several years after the farm seizures in 2000, Zimbabwe's economy is in ruins. The agricultural output is an absolute disaster. And now the new uh, Zimbabwean black farmer and farm owners are quietly reaching out to the white farmers who they didn't kill, but just threw off their land and saying, can we partner? Zimbabwe sees 35 million acres of white-owned land. But here's the thing. As all Marxist, Leninist revolutions do, they didn't give that land to the people. They instead gave that land because it was a rightful inheritance of the black man to have that land. Instead, Mugabe gave 40% of those 35 million acres to loyal cabinet ministers, senior army and government officials and judges. Oh, and he also took 6,500 acres himself. Seizing land and demonizing a select group of people, white, black, Straight, gay, Christian, Muslim, it doesn't matter. It is the playbook to power for fascist and radical leftists for decades. Horror and slaughter always follow. After Mao seized the farmland, he went on a mass killing spree because his starving people had to resort to cutting flesh off their own inner thighs and feeding it to their children. One of Mao's greatest admirers, maybe your kids have one of the t-shirts with his face on it, Che, marveled at the way land redistribution led to the furthering of social justice. Che's social justice to Cuban farmers ended up with them staring down the barrels of a firing squad. This is the direction that South Africa is going. On Sunday, the new president of South Africa voiced his plans and he said we're going to be disposing of the white politicians quote we are starting with this whiteness we are cutting the throat out of whiteness meanwhile crimes against the white farm owners all across south africa are getting worse and worse on march 10th 2017 a 64 year old woman on a remote farm was assaulted during a six hour long attack she was burnt with an iron, and a bag was pulled over her head in an attempt to try to smother her. Her feet were impaled with an electric drill, and the attackers threatened to cut off her legs with a grinding machine. In May 2016, a 68-year-old man was cruelly tortured with a towel that was pushed down his throat, and a piece of wire was wrapped around his neck to strangle him. He died during the attack. Boy, this sounds like the 1950s in America. Good! They deserve it! Is that what this leads to? In June 2016, a couple on a remote farm in northern South Africa was burnt with irons during an attack. Robert Lynn, 66, 
His wife, Sue, 64, attacked on their farm 2 o'clock in the morning, February 19th, this last February. Robert was tortured with a knife on his back and his legs, and he was burnt on his feet, his legs, his stomach, with a blowtorch. The attackers left Robert in a field, and Sue was found next to the road where she was still alive with a plastic bag bound over her head. She later died in the hospital. I just got a note from a friend who said, down the street where he lives, a 68-year-old farmer, a white guy, a mob came to his house. They dismembered him with his wife watching from a window in the house in horror. No help was coming. They had bars on the doors and the windows, and she barricaded herself in, and the mob surrounded her house and burnt it down to the ground with her inside. Boy, that sounds like Poland. No matter where you are in South Africa, you're in Iraq. No matter where you are, if you see your country going down these dark paths, you've got to stand. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a man who saw his own country deteriorate into evil and hate said it best silence in the face of evil is evil itself God is not going to hold us guiltless not to speak is to speak not to act is to act Glenn Beck The Blaze Radio Network